What if each one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way? Join Mindful Money Management, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner at Asante Wealth Management. It's very important to understand how to make good use of credit. Like money, credit is a tool, and when it's used wisely, it can enhance our lives. How our behaviors affect our ability to borrow is often misunderstood. Part of this mystery is our credit score. My guest from Consolidated Credit Counseling Services of Canada is Jeffrey Swartz, and he's with us today to help demystify the credit score. We'll learn what it is, how it affects us, and how we can improve it. Jeffrey Swartz is the Executive Director of Consolidated Credit Counseling Services of Canada. Jeff is responsible for all activities related to the operation of Consolidated Credit and manages all credit counseling, credit relations, and personal finance education endeavors. Jeff has years of experience in business, and he's a great contributor to his community. Welcome, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much, Lynn. I appreciate that. What's new in your world this week? What's new? Uh, Truthfully, uh, it's been a very busy week at our office, and it looks like lots of people are reaching out for help to deal with their indebtedness, and Uh uh, hopefully our counselors are doing a good job in helping them get back on track. Yeah, and we're glad that you're there to help people do that. I determined this morning, Jeff, that you and I are very special people. Do you know why? I like the sound of it already. Why? (laughs) Because I woke up this morning all excited to talk about credit scores. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, it's a very exciting topic, Lynn. I'm sure we've got to add a little bit more to your life if that's what got you really excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, so... So I'm excited about credit scores. I did, for some continuing education credits uh, last year, I did do a course on on credit scores, and I did learn some things from that. So I'm hoping that you'll be able to remind me of some of those things that I learned, because I I know there was a few things that I thought, boy, it'd be good to have all this information in one place where people could access it. So let's do that for people today. So why is a credit score important, Jeff? You know, it is tremendously important and even more so today than it has been in the past and for a couple of reasons. One is with all this access to information online and and making that type of information cheaper for people to access, they're utilizing that information and it's coming out in our daily lives where it may not have been looked at before to evaluate you or, or your family it's now being used on a regular basis. So it's so important to make sure that your credit score, your credit history, your credit profile is up-to-date, it's accurate, and it depicts a good vision or view of you as a person. And some of the areas where a credit score is currently being used, and something as simple as getting a mortgage, getting financing on a vehicle purchase, even a favorable premium on your insurance, Often mm. jobs are looking to check your credit report. As in the past, renting an apartment, your landlord typically will want to check your credit 
And even when you open accounts for utilities, people are looking at your credit score to see if they they waive a deposit or waive fees associated with setting up accounts. So really this formula for a credit score is really just a three-digit snapshot of your credit worthiness. And the way it works is the higher the better. So really maintaining a good credit score can ultimately save you a tremendous amount of money in the long run. And creditors are going to treat you better because you treat them well and it makes life a lot easier because you are a substantial entity in the eyes of the creditors. Right. Yeah, so there's some advantage, some money you can save, but you can also avoid disappointment by having a good credit score as well, right? You know, it can mean the difference of not being able to purchase that home or rent that apartment or purchase a vehicle. It can, and, and, and people need to understand that, you know, what what these people who are evaluating you are looking at, it's almost like if you don't have a mirror and you're not looking at it, you don't know what you look like. So by the same token, it's really important for you to, and we'll get into more of this later, but to check your credit report because these credit bureaus are dealing with millions and millions of different transactions on a daily basis. And as a result, you want to make sure that there's no mistake so that they're looking at the right person as opposed to someone who may have some incorrect information on their credit profile. Okay. So when you talk about checking your credit score, how would a person go about doing that? Well, in Canada, there's two major credit bureaus, Equifax and TransUnion. And they both have a large presence online and very easy to get through in terms of setting up a request for a credit report. Now, the good thing is that you can do this free once a year. Now, it's not going to give you your credit score. It's going to give you your your credit report and everything that's on it, but Mm -hmm. you can do this at least once a year free with each of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's it's not a bad idea if, if you don't have a lot of money or you just want to see what a credit report looks like to log on to their website and fill out the information and or talk to someone live and just take a, a quick peek at what your credit report is showing. Okay. You mentioned that an employer might want to check your credit score or a potential landlord. Can someone check your credit score without your knowledge or do you have to give them permission to do that? You have to give them approval, and and sometimes people don't understand that they've already given approval when they have. Um, Mm. It's kind of interesting how that happens. But, yes, you have to permission for someone to be able to uh, take a look at your credit. And typically how that happens is if you apply for a credit card, as part of that application, you're signing off with your permission for the creditor to pull your credit report to take a view of your credit worthiness. In addition to that, often when we do get a credit card, we forget that they can look at our credit score and our credit profile on on a regular review basis because they want to see how we're doing while we have that credit card. Often people forget that, that it's not just a one-time thing, especially if they're extending credit to us. Right. We have a comment in the chat room, and I wonder if we could have that person on the line to make this comment vocally. Rayo, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Would would you would you tell us that little story that you posted in the chat room? Sure. I didn't get until recently how someone with a good income and a good job could be homeless because you hear about it, but you don't really get it. A really good friend of mine has horrible credit because of some choices they made 
probably eight years ago, and I haven't been able to rebuild it very well. And hover around like 525 with their credit and literally could not rent anywhere, even though his income is really good. And wow. finally, he was able to rent through a family member. They, they rented out their finished basement to him. But we were all kind of flabbergasted at the fact that a choice he made eight years ago when he was much younger and dumber and, of course, wouldn't listen to anybody. It's right. still affecting him today. And I just find it really fascinating, I guess, that I guess I, I just never experienced that before, that someone's credit could so adversely affect just them having a, a standard of living, even if they have a great income. Right, right. Yes, well, thank you for um, sharing that with us. And uh, Jeff, would you like to comment on that story? Well, I, I think that it's it's totally accurate in relation to how important it is to make sure that, one, you have a good credit profile, and two, you're checking it on a regular basis because some of these things come out of the blue and you may not remember what happened several years ago. Now, all of a sudden, when you do need their permission to do something, it's all of a sudden coming back to haunt you. Now, just a comment is that, I mean, credit in Canada is tied up by a bunch of large players, so the big banks. So, mm-hmm. And they control a significant portion of the market as it relates to lending. So it's even more important that we make sure that we have a great credit profile going into this because they're all looking at it and saying, well, we don't necessarily have to lend to this person if they've got some sort of bruised credit or we're going to lend to them, but it's going to be at a higher rate because we deem them to be a risk. Lending isn't open to everybody in Canada in most cases because truthfully, most of the credit is controlled by a smaller number of hands, if you will. The other thing is, and I'll recount a a quick story, very similar to this one, but even more innocuous is someone had a, uh, they shared the story that they had a small outstanding debt of a couple of dollars on a uh, a toll road here in in Ontario, and they just forgot about it. And they stopped getting bills because they had moved. And then when Mm -hmm. they went to get a car, they had these black marks on their credit report or negative remarks on their credit report, and they'd totally forgotten about this. And right. it was something as innocuous as a few dollars. So even more importantly, that, I mean, we recommend to clients that when you're, especially when you're going through some credit issues, is to review your credit profile at least once a year, but probably even more so four times a year, because you never know there might be errors associated with your credit report that have nothing to do with you. Or in this case, they could be truthful. It's just a matter of clearing them up and making sure that they're removed from your credit report. Right. So you said it's free once a year. What would it cost to do it four times a year then? Well, if you're looking for I mean, the the prices vary and they vary across the companies. But essentially, if you're just looking for a credit profile, it's going to be somewhere probably in and around $15 to $20. If you want the credit score, it's typically somewhere around $20 to $25 each time you do it. But then you can get services, which will cut that number down as well. Right. So what is this credit score? And, you know, we really want to know how we can affect this thing and take care of it. So let's explain to people what the credit score is and how it's made up, first of all. We'll start off, I mean, credit score typically ranges between 300 and 900. So it's a three-digit number between 300 and 900, and the higher the better. Now, according to Equifax, in our conversations, 300 to 559 is poor, okay? Mm. And we will probably want to go more into this, but uh, as we go along, 560 to 659 is fair, 660 to 724 is good, 725 to 759 is very good, 
And anything above 760 is excellent. Okay. Okay. So All right. really it becomes a no-brainer. Anything over 700 is great for banks and creditors, and likely you're, you're not going to pose a very high risk to the creditors. Okay. So how is that created? What are the factors that would create that good rating? Well, ultimately, your, your credit score goes up and down, and it depends on many different factors. And often, even though the calculations are very similar, they're not the exact same. So if you pull your credit report from Equifax, it might be slightly different from TransUnion. And even creditors may have their own algorithm that they use. But by and large, the credit score that you see when you pull your credit report, that is going to be a good indicator of how any creditor is going to look at you. Okay. okay. And there's five major factors that go into making up a credit score. Okay. The credit score was often called a FICO score, and that was developed by Fair Isaac and Company. And it's that standardized formula for calculating your credit worthiness and ultimately your credit score. So these five things, uh, and we'll go into detail as to what they mean and how much they weigh out, is your credit history, how much you owe on your credit, the length of time that you've had the credit in use, uh-huh. uh, inquiries on your credit, and also the different types of credit that are available. Okay. All right. So can you explain a little bit about each of those factors then? Sure, sure. So. Essentially, credit history is the most weighty of them all, and that accounts for approximately 35% of your credit score, and it's likely the most important factor, which which really shouldn't come as a surprise. It tracks your history of credit repayment. Were you on time? Did you make your payments in full? Did you miss any payments? So really, since this is the biggest factor, the lesson's really simple here. Pay your bills in full and on time. It's the most important thing you can do in building and maintaining a good credit score. Okay. Okay? So you're you're talking about all bills could show up here, not just credit card bills. Uh, Yes. Yes, not just credit card bills. Because effectively, unless you're paying cash for something, people are extending some sort of credit to you. People don't think a utility bill is extending credit to you. Right. Well, Well, they are because you're using the power and then you're paying for it after the fact. You're using the water, you're paying for it after the fact. So if you're not paying your utility bills, that can show up on here. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's lots of different things that people don't understand about how that impacts their credit profile. So it's really important Mm -hmm. to understand that all your transactions will show up on there. Okay? Okay. Now, the next factor is the debt owed, and that accounts for about 30% of your uh, credit score in terms of a weight. And really what that means is this factor looks at how much credit you're using versus how much you have available. Another term that people often use is credit utilization. So if you're maxed out on your credit cards, if you have a $5,000 limit and you're right up at $5,000 in debt on that particular card, you're utilizing that at 100%. And okay. We tell our clients that you really want to get that down to below 50% if you're carrying a debt from month to month. Because okay. if, you, if you don't, then you're considered to be at higher risk. Okay. So okay. any account that a person holds should not be near the limit at all. Not if you can make that happen. And you bring up a really good point. We're going to get to it in rebuilding or improving your credit score. But if you have a choice between paying down one of your credit cards, if you're trying to rebuild or improve your credit score, 
pay down one of your credit cards that has a higher, you're closer to the maximum, you want to get that down because that's going to help improve your credit score versus one, if you have a choice, and they're both at the same interest rates, where one, you already have a low balance in relation to the limit available. Okay, that's a good point right there. I think we're going to stop right now. We'll take a break right there, and we'll get back to the other factors that will affect our credit score right after this break. In society, plant giving seems to be presented as something you do when you're extremely wealthy or planning your estate. Mindful Money Management focuses on planning your contribution at every step around the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and create a better world. Tune in to Mindful Money Management regularly. Feel free to contact Lynn Wedham of Asante Estate and Insurance Services with your planned giving questions. You can contact Lynn at lynn at mindfulmoneymanagement.ca. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. Today my guest is Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit Canada, and we're talking about credit scores. So we're talking about the factors that affect our credit score. We've got our borrowing history, the amount we owe on our different accounts, and what are the other three again, Jeff? The last three are the length of credit use in terms of timing, how long have you had that credit card. The other one is new credit, so are you all of a sudden applying for many different new credit cards at the same time, and Mm -hmm. the different types of credit. Before we get on to those, I just want to reiterate how important it is because it's going to come up in another segment of what we're talking about on the last section is credit utilization or how much you owe. Okay. It's often people have these credit cards with low balances on them in comparison to their uh, their limit. And they're, well, I never really use this. I'm paying it off. I may want to close that. Well, if you're trying to rebuild your score, you may want to think twice about closing that particular credit card because it may have a negative impact on your credit score because it's actually in good standing. But we'll get to more of that oh, later. Okay. Just food for thought as we go through this. Uh, Length of credit use, and we often talk about this as it relates to people who are trying to establish some sort of credit history, whether because they're young or they've just come in from a different country and they have no credit history up to this point, and and now they want to go buy a car or finance a car, they want to get an apartment, they want to buy a home, and really their credit profile is a blank slate. So it's really important to establish some sort of credit history so that creditors can determine whether you're creditworthy or not. So this one accounts for about 15% of your credit score. So as you can imagine, a good, long, established pattern of using credit indicates that you're really not just a flash in the pan, that you are someone that's trustworthy over the long haul. So the longer you're using debt, the more accustomed you are to paying your bills really you're showing a pattern to the creditors that you really are less of a risk. So this particularly comes into play if you're a young adult. So often, if you're going through post-secondary education, one of the first things they see when they walk onto campus is people offering them a credit card. I mean, the creditors are, are very smart in this regard because often the first credit card you get is the one that you keep the longest. But having said that, it's not such a bad idea for the student if they use the credit wisely and if they pay it off. And I can't stress that enough. But it's a great opportunity to help you establish some sort of credit profile so that when you graduate university or college, 
you've got at least four years of responsibly using a credit card, and that mm -hmm. helps to build your credit profile. But the goal here is really to establish a credit history. It's not to go deep into debt and then create other problems once you do graduate. Right, right. There's some really good advice there. Yes, it's okay to take the credit card, you know, take that opportunity, but people really need to understand what they're doing. It's almost like there needs to be a little more education that goes along with handing the person the credit card. And I'm hopeful that's part of what we're doing today. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know that I include that when I had a couple in here and their son is going off to university in September, you know, and they were doing some planning and that was one of the discussions that I had with him <laughs> was was the possibility that he may be offered that credit card and what to do about that. So hopefully, you know, many people can mention that to family members that are going off to school too. And, and uh, one of the things that we talk about with people, especially as they're growing up, I and mean, we're growing up in an age of using credit cards, more so than when I grew up where there was a tremendous amount of cash. You went to a store, you paid cash. I mean, now it's all about pulling out the plastic and putting it into the machine and paying for it. And that's easier and that's nice. But what are we teaching our kids as they watch us do this? Because they're not actually seeing us pay off that bill. And, right. and the reason I mention this is especially as it relates to students where they may have little to no income and they're using their credit card to pay for things. Well, when that statement comes in, how are they going to pay for it? So we really need to remind people that it's not free money. This is a bill that needs to be paid and you want to make sure that you have the resources to pay that bill at the end of the month or it's just going to cost you more and more each month, especially many credit cards come with a higher interest rate associated with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when we're talking about length of time, it's length of time, and we need to show that during that time we've been responsible, that it's been a responsible use of credit. It's no good to just have a long history if it's not good. Yes, yes which kind of leads us into our next point, which is new credit. And that accounts for about 10% of your credit score. And really, okay. this tracks the amount of new lines of credit or credit cards that you've recently opened. And where this comes into play is around inquiries on your credit report to extend credit to by other creditors. And really what that means is if all of a sudden you go to five or six different sites and or stores and start applying for credit all at once, this may be a red flag to creditors to say, whoa, 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 I see an awful lot of inquiries. Are you running into some sort of financial trouble? That you mm. Because if all of a sudden, if you put out five applications for credit and they all come in at the same time and they all have significant balances, one of the creditors may say, whoa, 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 let's, let's back up here. All of a sudden, this person has applied for five or six times the amount of credit that I was willing to give them, and mm. it can have a negative impact by showing that on your credit score. So something that you want to consider, especially if you've got some bigger purchases down the road, maybe it's a home, maybe it's a car purchase, that you really want to put the brakes on applying for any of these small credit cards as you go along. Right. I heard once about somebody who wanted to buy a car and they were going to different dealerships and, and I guess that the dealership said, well, well, let's supply. And so they'd applied at several different car dealerships 
and that messed them up. Yeah, I, I can <clears throat> totally see that happening because yeah. all of a sudden they could get three cars. <laughs> and that's the way the lender's looking at it, right? Is because they've made inquiries at several different lots, I guess. Reality is you can probably explain it away, uh, uh-huh. but you may not want to take it to that level at each individual right. dealership where you've gone to the point where you're you're actually applying for credit at that dealership. You might just want to take it to the price check level before you get involved in, in applying for credit. Like I said, you can probably explain the way, so listen, I'm only buying one car. I, yes, I'm shopping and I want to make sure I get the right price and that includes financing. And the only way I can do that is if I apply for credit. And you could probably explain it away, but it's not necessarily a great idea. Right, yeah. Good suggestion in the chat room here is to get pre-approval before you go shopping. Whether that's a home or a car, it is always a good idea to know what price range you should be looking, maybe before you even get started. Not a bad idea. Again, it's planning, not spur of the moment. One more thing, how many inquiries look okay on your credit? Everybody's credit report is different, and how they use credit is going to be different. But you want to really limit it to what you're going to actually use. So from my perspective, I mean, if you have a really high credit score and you're trying to apply for a credit card and you're trying to find the best one, it may not have as much of an impact. But if your credit score is already in trouble and and you're, you're making multiple inquiries, that could have a damaging effect further on you. So from that perspective, you really want to keep it as low as you possibly can and only apply for things you know you're going to get and you're going to utilize. Okay, okay. And I think maybe we're ready to move on to the types of credit. The types of credit is actually important. People often don't think of this, and that counts for about 10% on your credit score. And creditors really want to see that you're kind of not a one-trick pony. Um, that that you can handle all different types of credit. So people often don't understand what the different types of credit are, but but let's talk a little bit about that. Revolving credit is a credit card. So in other words, what that means is your credit utilization and the availability of credit depends on how much you're using on that particular card, and it varies from one month to the next depending on how much you're using your credit card in relationship to the limit that's available. So, and and really, there there is no end date unless the creditor pulls it back from you. So, one month you spend 500, you pay it off. The next month you spend 1,000, you pay it off. So, it's in and out. It's revolving. It's not consistent. The next one is more like installment credit. And that could be considered where you've taken out a a loan at a fixed amount. Say, let's say you took out a $5,000 loan for a home improvement or whatever it was for, and you're making payments on that at a fixed rate. It's the same payment each and every month until it's paid off. Okay, so okay. That's, that's pretty fixed. It's different than a mortgage, but it's similar in that way that the payment is the same each and every month and you have a fixed end date on it. Okay, right. And then there's open credit, which might be something like a line of credit where you have an open amount available to you up to a certain point and you can pay that off at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so Having a mix of these, and the ones that we typically see would be more revolving credit installment credit on people's credit profiles, and having a mix of these and showing that you are able to handle both is going to help you in the long run. It's going to show okay. that you can handle different types of arrangements with creditors. Sure. Okay. 
Now, you have mentioned credit scores and credit reports. What's the difference between those? Think about it this way. Your credit report makes up all the ingredients that are baked into your credit score. Okay. Okay, so in other words, your credit report is really a profile. It shows you a written history of what's relatable to your credit and credit score. And then typically it would include your personal information, which is your, your name and any variations of it, whether you've had a maiden name or not, current and previous addresses, social insurance number, date of birth, and current and previous employment data. Okay. Also hmm. shows your credit history. So it's a record of your repayment, past and existing debts, and it also shows any public records that are associated with you. So any public documents or judgments that you may have could impact your credit risk, such as court rulings, bankruptcy records, consumer proposals, or even tax liens. Okay? Okay. They'll also show your credit inquiries, and we talked about this before. Every time someone applies for credit, that inquiry is going to show up on your credit bureau. Okay? Okay. Now, these are the types of things that go into producing your credit score. So a credit score is an evaluation based on all the five factors that we talked about that narrows it down to a three-digit number somewhere between 300 and 900. Right. Okay. So how can we build a good credit score? How can we rebuild our credit score if we find out that it's not as good as we want it to be? Well, it goes back to knowing the five factors that we talked about earlier and help you prioritize some of your actions. So a couple of things, like whether you've had bruised or damaged credit in the past, maybe because of a bankruptcy or some late payments, whether you're new to the country and you don't even have a credit profile and it's really a blank slate, or if you're young and you've never really taken on any credit, really nothing is forever. So you have the ability to change what shows up on your credit report. And in many cases, things fall off after seven years. It's important to know that for a couple of reasons. One is that if you did have some issues in handling money 10 years ago, it's not likely going to affect you today. Okay? okay, And that's important to know. Why I say it's important to know is because sometimes these things don't fall off automatically, and pulling your credit report will show you that it's still sitting on there after it should have come off, and then you might want to write to the credit bureau and say, listen, this should have come off. I'm not sure why it's on there. And then it can mm. come off, and, and your credit report will look a little bit better. Okay. okay. So thinking about